Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on the Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out Five Reasons YouTube. Even during the offseason, make sure you hit the subscribe and like buttons. You get all of our content on all the South Florida teams. And also, you get these episodes. FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out. FiveReasonsSports.com. You get all of the latest South Florida content there, too, without a paywall. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, including... Our friends over at Therapist Preferred, you need premium CBD, the tincture, the sports cream, the gummies. You can get that at therapistpreferred.com. Use the code five. That's the number five. RSN, you get 25% off at therapistpreferred.com. Again, it helps you recover. It helps you sleep. It's great stuff. Many of our, our, our uh, listeners here have ordered it in addition to our viewers. So check out therapistpreferred.com. Use the code five. That's number five. RSN. And now, tonight's episode. Down to this day. Yeah. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buffy said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's tonight's floor plan. We are all back together. It's been a while. Well, not all of us. Brady's not here, but we got Greg. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. You can follow Alex at Tropical Blanket. Me, you can follow at Ethan J. Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about Tyler Hero. We will get into another topic. Uh, let's do this one first, and then we'll touch on Hero afterwards because there's a little bit more of a news element to this one, Greg. And then we'll talk about Hero. We did a full episode on Kyle Lowry the other day. Of course, Greg, uh, Alex, and Brady held down the fort on the Pat Riley press conference. There's a lot more to get into. But now we're going to use the Riley presser as a springboard to some other topics, and Hero will be one of those. But we do want to mention that Chris Quinn, uh, just give the information out here. What came out today, uh, Greg? Yeah, so essentially this, um, the Heat are good at this stuff, at keeping it quiet. Woj came out today and said that uh, the Utah Jazz have requested permission to interview Miami Heat assistant Chris Quinn. Uh, Everybody knows Quinny back from his playing days. Um, He is uh, definitely Spoh's right-hand man. Um, And they so they essentially want to interview him for the head coaching position there in Utah. But this was the little nugget that snuck in that makes me say that the Heat are good at keeping this stuff quiet. Uh, Woj says, Quinn also talked with Charlotte for that opening, which we didn't hear about. Uh, and he spent eight seasons under Spolster's staff. Uh, from everything I've ever gathered as it relates to this coaching staff, Chris Quinn is the one guy that um, if there was an heir apparent or the next guy um, – succession planning uh, you know on the bench there I felt like Chris Quinn was positioning himself for that role so there's a part of me that thinks the organization will go to great lengths to keep him but they also are very much about 
giving guys opportunities and really to uh, push themselves out of their comfort zones and, and, and do great things elsewhere. So they're not going to impede his progress, but I think they'd love to keep Chris Quinn around, but and it, it, it looks like he's going to interview in, with Utah. Yeah. And he has, like I said, he has interviewed in previous years. Um, we used to say with the heat that it was like, or I said, it was like hotel California, you know, you could get in, but you can never leave. Um, you know, Jeff Bizdelic was one guy who left and that, that created some, some, uh, some difficulty. Um, I remember Mark Ivoroni left. That was kind of anticipated, but then in recent years, it's been a little bit different under Eric Spolster than Pat Riley. It does feel like there's a little bit more of a grooming process. If you recall when David Fisdale initially took the job in Memphis before he went to New York, Eric Spolster sat with him, uh, for like two days at the Ritz Carlton in, uh, I believe it was in, in, in coconut Grove. Uh, to prepare him for that interview, they were actually in favor of him trying to get that job, which he did. He, he people did warn him about the Knicks job, uh, which he did listen to, and he ended up taking that. Uh, but Fizz was considered to be a potential heir apparent if Spolster ever moved off the bench. Jawan Howard was considered to be a possible heir apparent. Dan Craig was considered to be a possible heir apparent. Of course, Dan left for basically a lateral position which kind of leaves Quinny. And I, I don't mean that in a disparaging way. I just mean like he's the next guy, but it all kind of comes down to this. And, and these are conversations because obviously they are close. They've worked together for a while now. Uh, Eric respects him clearly. It all comes down to whether Eric is ever going to give up coaching because he's, he's not, doesn't seem inclined to do so. Now I had heard um, during the end of sort of the Hassan Whiteside tenure that that was something that Eric was maybe considering. He also had, I think at that point, maybe the second child, or it was, it was sort of, it was right after the first child and that there might be a, a feeling that he would be ready to kind of move on to more of an upstairs position. But here's the other thing with that. I was ready to move on to at that moment. Well, I think everybody was, but here's the other thing about that though. And then yeah, I was going to say, which one of those two do you think was more impactful? <laughs> Both. But, but I'll say this though. One of the issues with moving to an upstairs position uh, is that there's not a lot of room upstairs either, right? Like nobody's really left from there. Um, I mean, Shane Battier is the only guy who kind of left and sort of around Chet Kammer supposedly retired 15 years ago, but he's still out there picking players for them. Adam Simon seems to get interviewed for every job in the league, but doesn't go. Uh, you've still got Nick Arison, obviously, you know, representing the Arison family there in the front office. And of course you've got Andy Ellisberg and then Pat. For, yeah. So, so it's like, there, it, it's not, there's not a lot of like upward mobility. If, if you want to call that upward mobility, I think being the coach of the Miami Heat's a pretty damn good job. I'd like it. Um, I wouldn't be as good at it as, as Eric. Um, but I, so that's kind of, that's kind of where we're at is that, you know, I think a lot of this comes down to conversations that you have internally and say, all right, what's the role for Chris, Chris Quinn? Like, is, is he the heir apparent? And exactly when would that be? And this does feel like it's something that's going to cycle through for the next couple of years. I don't see anybody else on the staff currently uh, that would look like a successor to Spo. But then again, when, when but then again, Chris Quinn was not considered to be that when when Jawan and Fisdale and others were on the staff either. So could it be an Eric Glass potentially uh, who's been groomed for this, you know, during. Uh, you know, or or could it even be Malik Allen? I mean, you don't know. I mean, so so you don't know who the next guy is going to be. Well, and you mentioned his name, David Fisdale actually was let go today. Mm -hmm. um, so now he's around. So that's something to keep an eye on because, you know, he's still connected very much to um, Spo in the organization. But uh, Spolstra doesn't seem like he's going anywhere. Like, so to your point about the heir apparent, probably everyone should just 
pursue other jobs and the guy who will take over for Spolstra can be Brady Hawk when he's old enough to take that position. Like next um, year? <laughs> Happy 19th, Brady, by the way. I missed that. Yeah, exactly. How old is Spo when Brady. he got the job? Uh, it's a good, Spro was 37. Or maybe it right. just so, yeah, turned see, 38. Brady has plenty of time. So Spo can coach till then, and then Brady will take over when he's around 35. Done. That sounds right. Brady and Cooper Moorhead, who's the lead assistant? I guess they'll have to we'll have to figure that one out. Uh Dan, then maybe Nikaias comes back too. And, and they bring in they bring in the whole group. Um, that would be better That's than most degree. well, that would be most better than most coaching staffs are out of the league. So anyway, we'll monitor that situation. We're gonna devote the rest of the episode here to Tyler Hero. We do want to tell you about betteredge.com. That's bet that's B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E.com backslash five reasons. It's betteredge.com backslash five reasons. That's where you go to get your, uh, well, you get free $20, basically. Just, you get the link. And here's the thing, it's peer-to-peer betting. This is legal betting. This is not like the offshores and all this stuff. You can, and you can, and here's the other cool thing about it. You can find the line you want. Like, if you don't like uh, Celtics minus three, you can find Celtics minus seven and try to get more money. Or you can get Celtics uh, minus one, and maybe you'll make less, but you'll feel a little bit better about it. Go to betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E, dot com backslash five reasons that's b-e-t-t-o-r-e-d-g-e dot com backslash five reasons get your free twenty dollars and play with us on there sean rochester does a great job of kind of heading things up uh and also you can find jim rodriguez's picks and much else so go to betteredge.com backslash five reasons all right let's get to the tyler hero topic and let's get to again because i really haven't had a chance to weigh in on any of the riley stuff i didn't see the press conference live I was online at the Transformers uh, at Universal, um, which is not a great place Your to catch, catch up with the Pat Riley. But by the way, that ride is not worth it. I'm sorry. Uh, an hour and 15 minutes for four minutes of just being throttled back and forth. I, I, I don't, I, wow. I don't know. I, wow. I, no, I mean it's just it's okay. I mean, I, what about, I just, what about Universal just in general? Since we're since we're Islands of problem. Adventure, Islands of Adventure is preferable. But I prefer like Universal. We'll change our tune. Was that? But if they would like to sponsor us, we'll change our team. Oh, no, we absolutely. Well, no, no. I prefer Universal's Islands Adventure. We got the we got the park hopper, but I'm not Agreed. Universal itself. I feel like I've, I did. I did the Jimmy Fallon ride. I like that one. My daughter liked that one. Uh, we've done the Minions thing before. That's an hour and a half. That ain't worth it. I mean, you can't. It's hard to get. I, look, I didn't spring for the fast pass. So maybe that's my fault because we were, we were flipping back and forth. Also not there. worth it. Also not worth it. Right. But Islands Adventure has at least there's more there. There's more about my, my daughter's not quite 52 inches yet. Thank God. Cause I'm not doing the upside down stuff with her. But anyway, I didn't catch the press conference. So I've re I've watched it since. And damn, were we on target, man? Like that episode we did the night before, like we literally read Pat Riley's mind. Like if I feel like I've been doing this a long time. Uh, so the Lowry episode, which uh, was, we were pretty much spot on. He was more aggressive with that than I actually thought he would be. Um, the BAM stuff getting Spo to get him 15 shots a game. Like, again, we kind of hit that one. Uh, Duncan Robinson stuff, him being sort of semi-critical of Duncan, maybe more so than we thought. But the hero one, um, I thought his approach was was good on this. That like, okay, sure. You want to be a starter. Be more of a two-way player. Win it in camp, right? And, and I feel like that left, um, and I'll go to you first on this, Alex. Like, I feel like that left him wiggle room here. Right. Like it, it leaves him wiggle room to say to Tyler, here's your opportunity. But but it also says, OK, we have a little bit of doubt here. 
Um, and so, you know, maybe we are look potentially look to move him. And also the fact that the Donovan Mitchell stuff happened within 24 hours of Riley's press conference fed into this. But, but, but I feel like, again, we're sort of in the same place with it where it's like, they really like Tyler hero. Um, they want Tyler hero to become more his playoffs was disappointing. There's no way around that even prior to the injury. And so, you know, let's, uh, but, but, you know, putting the onus on him a little bit, but we all know that is the one tradable asset on this team. And that didn't change with the Pat Riley press conference. Yeah, I agree with all that. Pretty much everything you said there, I think is where I stand. I think he was trying to, you know, really say uh, nothing while also appearing like he's saying something. I mean, as far as um, when it comes to, you know, managing Tyler and, uh, you know, whether or not he's going to be on the team going forward, like he obviously did not imply any of that sort, right? And I, that doesn't mean that he's not, um, you know, looking or exploring any type of deal that includes Tyler. And I just think he's an expert on that, right? But as far as keeping it basketball with Tyler, I think he did a really good job with that. Like, you know, he even gave him credit for having quick feet and being better on defense than he has been while also saying get better on defense, get stronger, uh, and just keep getting better. And I don't think it's offensive at all because, you know, like he just won six man of the year, but it's the timing, right? Because they, they just missed out the, missed out on the finals. Uh, Tyler's extension is looming. The Mitchell thing had just happened. Like all of that, you know, is kind of, I think, weighing on the situation there. Uh, and I think like Riley is looking at it like, well, until something like that, becomes available and he he said it a couple of times like he's gonna be on the team and we believe in him and I do think they believe in him but it's like and he said this at one point uh I was listening back to the comments you know that you you're you're caught in, in betwixt and in between uh kind of he didn't say timelines but he implied something of the sort where he was saying you have these young players and then he he started talking about the Celtics and I think he didn't want to he didn't want to say much more than that and, you know, I may be, you know, reading between the lines a little bit too much there, but just in general, his attitude was, we love our team. Uh, you know, uh, it's a good team. It, uh, we would run it back, but if something becomes available that, you know, uh, we're going to explore it. And that's just kind of the tune that they've always said. So none of that was surprising. And Tyler is just kind of the headliner for that. So I think he just does a good job of keeping it basketball when he's uh, answering these questions. Uh, he's Pat Riley defying father time he's still in his prime when it comes to <laughs> answering these apparently questions. can do more push-ups than all of us so i i you know maybe not than brady but he can do more push-ups than the three of us or at least me and greg um i i but, I, but i'll go to you on this greg like you know again i i feel <laughs> they have a weird relationship with tyler i i think that's where we're at after the last two years like they, it's gotten they weird yeah right they, they they see a lot in him they do they, they saw enough to draft him above where others thought maybe he should go. Um, he has become more than anybody other than them believed he could be. And so they, they clearly have a belief in him and they, and oh, they yeah. support him as, you know, the 22 year old and all the rest of this. But I, I also think that it's always tinged with this kind of question mark about it. Is the defense going to get good enough? Is he going to get strong enough? Is he going to be serious enough? Now I think he answered the seriousness question this past year. Um, but, but it, it's like, it's like they're, it feels like they, they like him, but they're trying to convince themselves to a certain degree. Uh, and maybe they have convinced themselves he can't be, and we'll find out that with the trade. Um, but he didn't do anything to hurt his trade value this season. He just didn't help it as much as he would have if he had followed through 
with a six man, uh, it followed through with a postseason befitting what he did in the regular season. Um, but he also didn't solidify his future completely in that regard either. So I, again, I did, I'm not going to say, like I said last year, and I'll own up to it, the 75% chance of him getting traded. I heard that from, from many executives around the league before I reported that I'm not hearing that now. Okay. I think this is more opportunity based. I think this is, if, if the right thing is there, you know, we'll swallow hard like we did with Glenn Rice and Lamar Odom and, and all the rest of this. And we'll save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi or 7-Up all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Just wish Tyler the best while wishing he does not become, you know, at age 25, 26, the player that we're going to regret we parted with. But it does come back very simply to one thing. And and I think you mentioned it, Alex, but I'll go to you on this, Craig. Timeline. It's it, this is a timeline question now, and and this is a do what you have to do for for Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy may be cool with Tyler again after you know it was a rocky second year, uh, but Ty, Jimmy was really cool with Goran Dragic. That was his best friend of the team, and Goran Dragic was traded for Kyle Lowry, and Jimmy Butler signed off on it. So if the right, if the right player is there that is going to get Jimmy to the only thing he cares about right now, which is a championship, they'll do it. Yeah. And so I think this Tyler hero thing is very interesting to talk, to talk about because I think that the relationship and the context has evolved really with Tyler. Like this is a situation where um, make no bones about it. Kentucky and the people at Kentucky are definitely communicating with the people in Miami. Um, They saw things in Bam out of bio that others didn't see. They saw things in Tyler hero that others didn't see. And truthfully, like you talk about, like, what did they think about Tyler Hero after they saw what he how he played as a rookie with the poise and and things like that? Franchise cornerstone was like where he was trending. If we're talking about where they were positioning him within the organization, we were kind of talking about that they had the best in both worlds where you had two young guys in Bam and Tyler and then the older, you know, Jimmy and Kyle led group and that you were going to be able to kind of bridge the gap there. But you hit on something and Riley said it. On a championship level team, if you're going to be a starter, you have to be a two-way player. And I think like Pat saying that out loud, we have to really ask ourselves, is Tyler Hero going to be a two-way player next year? I don't think that we can confidently say that. So then to me, it becomes more about, I I think that I just inevitably think that the days are numbered. I don't know how it's going to happen. Uh, You know, we're going to wait and see, and I'll continue to ask questions. But for me, I just think that this is a situation where they recognize Jimmy Butler is so good and they are so close that they are going to, um, as you said, kind of bite the bullet and, and look to make a move using Tyler because the minute his extension kicks in, his value changes. Yeah. So I think that they need to be mindful of the timing on that as well. Here, here's who I think of when they say, and I'll go to you on some stats, Alex, when they say he needs to be a two-way player, I think of Jalen Brown. Like I, I think when Pat's thinking of like the kind of wing he needs to put near Jimmy, he needs a guy like that. And I don't 
think he sees Tyler as that. There are things that Tyler does better than Jalen Brown, but I don't know that they're championship things. You see what I'm saying? Like I, I feel, and, and the same is true of like a healthy Clay Thompson, right? Like when Clay, Clay's not the defender he was, but when he was, okay. And I just think that having another wing, and I think that's kind of the issue here. It's such, to a certain degree, it, it's kind of a crazy conversation when you think about the fact we're talking about whether Tyler Hero can be a starter, but no disrespect to either of these guys. The two guys who manned the two guard position this year were both undrafted players uh, who are, in Duncan Robinson's case, purely a, a specialist. I mean, you know, basically, you know, Pat used that word again. Uh, and in Struess's case, I mean, was really, uh, you know, a project player. I mean, I, and there are things he does better than Duncan and he's a more aggressive player and he's a more physical player. Uh, he's a more athletic player. Uh, but I mean, you know, the idea I, I can understand why, and, and I don't think Tyler has anything against Duncan or Max. Okay. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think this is personal, but I can see it from Tyler's perspective where it's like, Oh, wait a second. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Uh, I, I'm better than both those guys. For like, sure. I mean, right. He is, he's better than both those guys. Now what this team needed was him to come off the bench um, this season and man the bench. But I think he's looking at it too. Like, okay, if Vic is back, can he do that? Um, I'm sure Vic is looking at it. Like if he's healthy, he's better than those two guys. Right. And Vic may think in his mind, if he's healthy, he's better than Tyler. So I, I, I just, but he may never get back to that. Right. So, but as a two-way player, he, he could be right. If you add the defense in, so I guess Alice, I'll go to you on some stats, but I think that's part of why this is a complicated discussion because, you know, to, to say, okay, he's Tyler Hill is not ready to be a starter. Well, they thought so two years ago. I mean, they, they started him, right? I mean, he started the season as a starter and then they yanked him out like 10 to 12 you games. Bringing in. That up. I completely forgot that happened. And so you said it. Right. And they took him out. Okay. And, and I'm not saying it was the wrong decision, but they, they took him out and Tyler obviously had some bumps that year. But that, that's the crazy part about this. So I, so anyway, go, go ahead with your stats. I want, I want you to get to your stats. <laughs> All right, I'll go ahead with my stats. <laughs> I love the way you teed it up there. No, I agree with what you're saying, though, the overall message. But um, I do think, you know, just to kind of point out the difference between Tyler in the regular season versus the playoffs, like everything favored him as far as when you when you really dig deep into the stats. I'm not going to get into all of them, but his percentages from everywhere were very good. Um, he got to the rim a lot more, you know, I'm kind of trying to sum up everything here. He got more threes. He shot higher. He had a higher two shooting percentage. Um, I think had a better, uh, turnover percentage than he has in the past. So he pretty much took the leap in the regular season that you wanted. And then you go to the playoffs, 12.6 points a game, 40% from the field, 23, 23% from three. I had to just double take that again when seeing that, cause it's just weird to me that uh, after him being, you know, a 21 points per game type of guy, you know me, I'm not one to just bring up, you know, points per game as a stat, but just having that <laughs> eight points per game drop off. Like, I'm just trying to get, you know, bring it down to the, the simplest stuff here. Like, every single red flag there is was what ended up being the case, right? Like, they were better with him on the floor when you look at the, the, the line of data during the regular season. In the playoffs – they were a, uh, a 13 net rating without him on the floor and a negative seven when he played. So it was <laughs> a 20, you know, a drop off of 20 mm -hmm. with Tyler on the floor. They were a lot better without him on the floor in the playoffs. And that's just kind of what it comes down to. And that's the defense stuff. But it's the fact that like, if he's not efficient in the playoffs, 
then that's a problem. And we know, you know, there was schematic reasons that he was struggling. They were putting extra attention on him. And then the injury happened. He still gave you some uh, good games here and there, but he was not the same guy that he was in the regular season at all on a night to night basis. And I don't think that, you know, just to be fair to, to top it off here, I, you know, I do think if Tyler would have been, you know, more or less where he was at in the regular season in the playoffs, they would probably be playing right now. And I kind of feel that about him and, and Kyle together more than just Tyler by himself. You know, if you got something like what they were giving you in, in the regular season, uh, they'd be playing right now. That's just no, kind I, of I, how I, I feel. And I, I don't know, like maybe, maybe that's uh, a losing mentality, you know, but I don't know. That's just kind of what it feels like to me at this point. No, I agree with you. I, I, I think that's true. We kept saying who's going to help Jimmy and I, you know, and, and all the pressure goes to Bam, but the thing about Bam, I don't know. The, the, the thing about Bam is that we know what he was doing on the other end. So, so it's not like, I mean, so, I, you know, I got a bunch of messages. And again, I, I wasn't following the press conference closely. I appreciate Greg for manning the account that day. But we got, there was a bunch of, I, I did look at the mentions and every, and there were some people that are like, why is Pat always defending Bam? I mean, everyone wants to criticize Bam. It's always, this guy's got to get these shots for Bam or whatever, but he's criticizing Tyler and others. Well, because Pat values that other side of the floor. And so, see, so he's never going to go after Bam for the, he's never going to go after Bam for the offensive stuff because he knows how critical he is that everything falls apart if Bam's not out there defensively. We know that. So, you know, it's more of a wish with Bam, right? It's like, okay, let's try to, but, but you can't, you know, again, you can't have a situation where Tyler is a negative on defense, which he was, okay. And maybe not the whole season, but he's obviously a guy that's targeted. And then have him averaging 12 points, you know, on yeah. under on sub 40% shooting in the playoffs. You got to be elite on offense. If you're going to be bad on defense. Right. I mean, like Donovan Mitchell is right. And, and so, and probably Pat looks at this guy like Donovan Mitchell and says, okay, we can fix that. Now I think, and again, I didn't get on the Lowry episode. It's interesting to me that the heat didn't do anything to try to fix Kyle Lowry's conditioning before this season. Um, and that kind of the elephants out of the room on that. And I think that that was as much that felt to me, like Riley's message after what happened with Dion and James Johnson, where he's like, we're going to get the culture back right here again. It was like, but it was just direct basically at Kyle this time. And yeah. it was kind of like, we paid you all this money and I get in shape. Okay. Yeah, like, that, okay. We I said it on the last, on the other episode. And like, I keep coming back to it. It was like, okay, you did it your way. Now we're going to do it. We'll do it our way. Yeah. That didn't yeah. work. Okay. So, I mean, that's pretty much it. And, and to a certain degree, I'm sure Pat wanted to play better in the playoffs, but part of Pat was probably like, all right, this isn't the worst thing in the world. Okay. Because now I can go in with him and say, come on, man to man, champion to champion. Like this has got to be better. Okay. But with Tyler, it's more of an open question to say he's just 22 is true. I mean, it, it, I mean, what he's accomplished at this stage is remarkable. Dwayne Wade. I mean, uh, you know, we're all the talk about Dwayne. I'm not saying Tyler's going to be Dwayne. So people don't hold me to that, but I'm just saying like Dwayne came into the league a lot older than Tyler. Okay. He did. Okay. He was more of a grown man than Tyler was when he came in. I, I so I, I just think that, Again, it's affection for Tyler, no question, but it's also an understanding of limitations in the context of where the team is at right now. And I think that is what makes this an interesting conversation. I want to get to everybody's final thoughts here. We're going to do these on all the players. 30 seconds or less, Alex. 30 seconds or less, Greg. Okay, uh, after this quick word for prize picks, uh, we noticed not many, many of you are signing up lately. There are still games going on. Go to prizepicks.com, download the app. You can do it at the Google Play Store. You can also do it at the App Store. You go to prizepicks.com directly. Use that code 5, F-I-V-E. You get your initial deposit matched up to $100. NFL season's coming around the corner. 
We're going to do a ton of NFL stuff on the five reasons sports network. So go to prize picks, use that code five F I V E. And again, get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. You can play all of the different sports. You can pair players together. Uh, and of course you can still play the NBA finals. It does. If you don't have a rooting interest in the finals, although I know most heat fans are probably rooting for golden state, but if you don't have a rooting interest, uh, it's a good way to stay involved in it. So go to prize picks, use that code five. All right. 30 seconds or less. I'm going to set the tempo here. Here's the question. Question is, what is Tyler Hero's future with the Miami Heat organization? Ooh, can and, I go first? Yes, go. I got 30 seconds. We can do this fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is where I'm at. Like, they are you going to give him an extension? No. You're going to keep his salary low. And um, I, I just don't see him having a future. I think that they're going to look to package him. He's the headline of a package. He's going to never have more value than he has at this exact moment. And then I asked this question. So if you go into next season and he's not the starter, what have you done to your asset? What have you done to your player's mentality? Is he still happy being a six man next season? So there is a time sensitive nature to this. Again, I emphasize. So I, I personally think that his future with the team is very much in doubt. And that's a shame because I'm a Tyler hero fan. And I wanted this to be about like Bam and Tyler take this organization from Jimmy. And that was the story. Like y'all know I'm narrative driven, but it doesn't look like that's what's going to happen. That was a minute. Alex, go ahead. That means you got no time. No, go ahead. You got 30 seconds. Oh, it's going to be tough to follow that. But I really, I think, like, I agree with everything in that point that Leif made as far as the timing and, you know, um, Tyler being kind of at the peak of his value right now before he signs that big extension, which is going to be up in the air for a little bit here. Um, I, I thought that was a great point. Having said that, uh, kind of to honor last year and Ethan's whole 75% thing, uh, I do think there's like a 90, 95% chance he's back on the roster mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of next season. If I just had to guess right now, like, I just think the the odds of him getting traded basically are, you know, how much do you think one of those other guys becomes available? And I, I think the odds of that happening are, are still pretty low, even if there's a chance, right? Cause I do think like maybe Mitchell does ask out this summer, but it would really have to be him asking out and saying Miami is one of the couple of teams I would be down to play for. And, you know, so maybe there's a five or 10% chance of that happening. So that's why I'm saying Tyler's going to be back on, on the team. Just, you know, you kind of got to deal with it. I, I, he had a very strong season. He's only been in the NBA for three seasons. Like he might just come back, be a little bit stronger and just have another strong regular season and have a real opportunity to kind of shut us all up in the playoffs. Having said that he's a guy, if he gets traded, I mean, if a trade happens, it would be him. We all know it. So it's kind of like the elephant in the room. And I think Pat Riley kind of treated it as such, uh, you know, he has to go out there and earn it. And I think they really do mean that when they say it. I think there's a 75% chance that both of you guys will go two minutes when I ask for 30 seconds. But so here's what I'm going to do here. I'm going to go the reversal of what I went last year. I think there's a 75% chance he's back on the roster. And I don't know that it's going to be the whole season but I think he's going to be back on the roster. And I think it is because of what Alex said. I don't, I just don't think the asking out thing is going to happen the way that fans think. And I don't necessarily think that the heat are going to have the best package to offer. And even if they do, I don't know that certain teams are going to want to deal with them. So I, I I'm not convinced that that Donovan Mitchell or Dame Lillard or any or Zach Levine or any of these guys is going to be available to them Although Levine's an interesting name, but I, I just don't, I don't see it. I, Does I, Tyler I think, start then. 
Do you guys think Tyler starts? Yes, quickly? I think I I think I think they will. I think that he will put in the work, and I think they will reward him to see how it goes. And then I do still think that there's always the potential of him getting moved. I think that's going to be in the air here. I get more time because Greg interrupted, so I get to go an extra thirty seconds. I, I think that that's always going to be up in the air here with Tyler because I think that they have some of the same question marks internally that we do and the fans do, but they also see enough in him that it's worth letting it play out. Okay. And so it's again, they're betwixt and between um, I say 75% chance he starts the season with the team. That's where I would go with it. All right. Thanks to our sponsors, prizepicks.com. Use the code five F I V E better edge.com uh, backslash five reasons and therapistpreferred.com. Use the code five RSN. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.